Welcome to Faith Life Fellowship Podcast with Dr. Scott Forrest. The following message is part three and is the conclusion of an archive teaching by Dr. Forrest titled, Five Benefits of Speaking in Tongues. We've been talking about, over the last two Sundays, actually, it was spread over three weeks because we had a special praise and worship service in between, but the last two times that we had a Sunday morning service, we've been talking about the benefits of praying in tongues. And I came up with five benefits of praying in tongues. And we're going to continue that. And hopefully we're going to wrap that series up today. But we're going to listen to the Holy Ghost. If he tells me to go another Sunday, I will. But my plans are, with his permission, to wrap it up today. The five benefits of praying in tongues that I came up with. Granted, other teachers have come up with more. More benefits. But, and there's some overlap in some of these. But I think these will help you understand why it's vital for the born-again, spirit-filled believer to be praying in tongues. As we talked about the very first Sunday, tongues is more than just the initial evidence that you've been filled with the Holy Ghost. Tongues is a powerful tool of communication that links the deepest part of your heart with the deepest part of God's heart. Amen. There's nothing like it. There's a communion, there's a worship that you can have in the Spirit like no other. And people who resist the Holy Spirit... And people who turn away from tongues deprive themselves of many benefits. So we're going to talk about five benefits. And I'm going to rehash the five. And I think we're going to start with number three. But here they are. Number one, praying in tongues brings rest, refreshing, and edification to your spirit, soul, and body. Number two, praying and singing in tongues produces intimate communion with... And powerful worship of the Father. Number three, praying in tongues is a doorway into the mysteries of God. It increases your sensitivity to the realm of the Spirit. Number four, praying in tongues helps you fulfill your individual destiny as a believer. And number five, praying in tongues empowers you to pray perfect prayers of intercession in the Spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. Those sound pretty cool, don't they? Amen. Well, last time we left off, we just introduced number three. Praying in tongues is a doorway into the mysteries of God. It increases your sensitivity to the realm of the Spirit. So I want to start by reading 1 Corinthians 14, 2. We have talked about this scripture at length, but we're going to talk about it some more. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. So right away, we know we're talking about prayer, because anytime you speak to God... That's prayer, right? So this context is praying in tongues. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. That word mysteries comes from the Greek word mysterion. It means a secret that's been revealed to a select few. And then we talked about over there in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7 through 11, where Paul said... We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. It comes from the same Greek word, mysterion. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Had the princes of this world known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Why? Because they would have known that they were enforcing their own defeat. But they didn't have the revelation. So you put these two concepts together. Secrets revealed to a select few. And uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 7 through 11, which talks about the plans and the purposes of God, which were hid in God before time began. 
and were revealed to mankind until the Holy Spirit said it was time for these truths to be revealed. These are the kinds of secrets that are available to you. These are the kind of mysteries that are available to you when you pray in the Holy Ghost. God will show you the mysteries of your life. You can pray out your destiny by praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I've been doing it for 43 years. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 1. Paul says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. And he spends the entire chapter talking about the gifts of the Spirit. Verse 7 through 11. There are nine gifts of the Spirit that are available to those who are born again filled with the Spirit of God. Now, a lot of people say to me, Brother Scott, I want to be moving in the gifts like you. I say, are you praying in the Holy Ghost? Well, no, not not very often. Why? Because it seems like such a chore. Well, it might seem like a chore at first. But once you discipline yourself to pray in the Spirit as long as you can, as often as you can, you'll find that you'll hit a place where you enter into the rest and refreshing. There's kind of a second wind that comes. But you have to invest a little bit of time praying in the Holy Spirit before you get there. But when you get there, you get lost in the Spirit. You begin to pray in the Spirit and you lose all track of time. And before you know it, hours have gone by. I've been there many times. And whether you realize it or not, you are praying mysteries in the Spirit that affect your life, the life of your family, and the life of your fellow saints. Amen. So you want to move in the gifts of the Spirit. Let's read the gifts of the Spirit starting in verse 8 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, But all these worketh that one and the selfsame spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Notice how many times the word spirit is mentioned. We're talking about spiritual gifts. Paul makes it very clear that these gifts are distributed by the will of the Holy Spirit alone. You can't manufacture a gift of the spirit. If you try, you're going to fall on your face. So the way that you enable yourself to tap into the gifts of the Spirit, to move and operate in the gifts of the Spirit, is to pray more in tongues, because tongues is a doorway into the mysteries of God. It's a doorway into the deeper things of God. It increases your sensitivity to the things of the Spirit. I pray in the Holy Ghost so often, my wife will confirm, I pray in the Holy Ghost in my sleep. Just a couple weeks ago, she said, you know what you did last night? I'm like, no. She said, you started talking in tongues and then you interpreted and you started praying for the children of Israel and the armies of Israel for their safety and their protection. I had no recollection of that at all because my spirit was going to work at night when my body was too tired. And the spirit said, I can't wait to wake up the body. This has to get done now. And so I'm praying in the Holy Ghost in my sleep. I love it. One time I was praying in the Holy Ghost. This was back in uh, March, March 20th of 2005. And I was praying again in my sleep. And in my dream, I was standing before the throne of God. I was in the presence of God. Massive marble throne and a massive God. I mean, he's not just a man looking guy. He's a massive God. 
And he was on the throne. I saw his feet. I saw his shins. I saw his thighs. I saw his midsection. I saw part of his chest. And right about from mid-chest up, all I could see was smoke. And I was standing in the presence of God, worshiping him in tongues. Did not know I was also praying in my sleep in tongues. Until my wife woke me up after this incident. And she said, honey, you got to write this down. God has been speaking to you. Because after I spent some time at the throne, just like my sister said here at the beginning of the service, she talked about how that you get translated into the presence of God. You're physically here, but you're spiritually there. I know that's a reality. And I was praying in tongues before the throne of God, and he gave me a prophetic word that sustained me for a couple of years through some very tough times. Don't tell me there's no benefit to praying in tongues. I know better. So you want to move in the gifts? Start praying in tongues more often. Pray in the Spirit as often as you can. And you'll find that gifts of the Spirit will just be effortless. Now, again, I say you can't manufacture a gift of the Spirit. But you'll find that they'll just kind of roll out of your belly. You know, when we have prayer lines here and I start praying for people, I never intend to give words to anybody. Never is it my intention. But when I lay hands on them and I'm stirring up the gift of God on the inside of me, I'm praying in the Holy Ghost, words for people just roll up out of my inside, out of the deepest part of my heart. It's effortless. I just go with it. I don't even, there's no thought involved. It's not a mind thing. It's a spirit thing. It just comes out of my heart and I give it to people. And they'll come up to me later and say, man, those things you spoke to me, they were right on. And I'm like, well, tell me what they were because, you know, I was in the spirit. You know, a lot of times I don't even recall what I said because it comes out of my spirit. It's not a mental thing. So it's not, it's not registered in your memory always. A really wonderful testimony I want to share with you. Dan and Ashley Carlson, they used to lead praise and worship for us when we were the director of Word of Life School of Ministry, the Bible school that we left to come here. And Dan came to me. Uh, he was a student in the Bible school for two years, him and his wife. And they also led praise and worship while they were students. And the first year we were there, praying and singing in the spirit like we did here today was, was new to them. Don't get me wrong. They, they're, they're born again, spirit-filled, tongue talkers. But just praying and just sort of just moving and flowing in the spirit like that was new to them. And uh, they adapted to it rather quickly. But he came up to me after a couple of weeks of Bible school and he said, Brother Scott, I have observed how you move and operate in the gifts of the Spirit. I, I want to be like that. How, how, do you, how do you get like that? I said, by spending more time in his presence just like we're doing here. Do it corporately, do it privately, but spend time in the Spirit, flowing in the Holy Ghost, praying, singing in tongues, and you will flow like never before in the gifts of the Spirit. So one time... About, I guess it was about two or three months later, we were caught up worshiping the Lord right before Bible school. We would usually have about 35 to 40 students. And with all the instructors and helpers and workers, we would have about 50 people uh, on a typical Bible school night. And so there's about 50 people in a room about this size, and we're, we're just worshiping God. We're singing in the Spirit. We're worshiping God. We get lost in the Spirit, which, you know, kind of could be tricky because we only had 30 minutes before you know classes began and so we're caught up in the spirit and just worshiping god no words came forth it was just a sweet time in the presence of god and then and then it waned and uh, right before classes start dan came up to me he said the lord just revealed something to me 
I said, what? He said, while I'm playing the bass, I'm singing in the spirit. All of a sudden, I saw an image of a young lady. Said, you have a sister in heaven and her name is Samantha. And he's like, what? He said, it was such a strong impression. It just overwhelmed him. It didn't come from his mind. He said, it just come up out of my spirit. So Dan is perplexed, but he knows he heard from God. He goes home to his parents who are good, solid Baptist folks, not really inclined towards the baptism of the Holy Spirit or the gifts of the Spirit or any of the things that, you know, we full gospel folks are, are used to. And so he shares with his mom and dad. He says, Mom, Dad, who's Samantha? They both burst into tears. And he said it took him several minutes to get them calmed down. Mom, Dad, who's Samantha? And they proceeded to tell him that they had a miscarriage before he was born. And they named her Samantha. And they believed that she was waiting in heaven for the rest of the family to reach her and meet her and greet her. And it was revealed to Dan while we were singing in the spirit that he had a sister and he even named her by name, Samantha. Okay. So I'm telling you, this is a very powerful thing. And, and it goes to the point that I made here. Point number three, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, when you pray in tongues, you tap into the mysteries of God. So you see, that's something that only God knew and those two parents knew. They didn't tell anybody else. He had a sister and the Lord revealed it to him by the Spirit. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Hallelujah. Number four, praying in tongues helps you fulfill your individual destiny as a believer. Say, What? You've got to show me that in the Word. One of my favorite scriptures in all the Bible is Proverbs 20, verse 5. It says, Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Some translations say purpose. The plan in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. I remember one day I had read that scripture for years and one day I read it and all of a sudden the Lord took me to John chapter 2 where Jesus told the servants at the wedding feast of Cana, fill the water pots with water and they filled them to the brim and he changed the water to wine and he said, draw out now. And the Lord said, that's what's going on here. I'll put the water of God in your spirit. You get a well of salvation when you're born again. It becomes a geyser when you get filled with the Holy Ghost. It starts coming out of you. Rivers of living water, Jesus said in John chapter 7, verse 38, will come pouring out of your innermost being, your heart. And God will show you things to come. He will show you things to come in your life concerning your destiny, concerning the plan of God for your life. A lot of times what God does is He gives you a vision. He gives you a glimpse of what you can be if you'll follow His plan for your life. But here you are where you are now and you see where He sees you there and there's quite a gulf between the two. Anybody know what I'm talking about? God drops a vision in your heart and you're going, how in the world am I ever going to get there? Well, praying in the Holy Ghost will help a lot. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Draw out that wisdom that was deposited in your heart. God put that plan in your heart and it just laid dormant until it was time for that thing to come forth. And if you pray in the Holy Ghost, all of those plans and those purposes will come out at the right time. And all of a sudden you'll have a desire to take a step. And then you'll take another step. And then you'll take another step. And before you know it, you'll look back and 
and say, wow, I've gone a good distance. And, and that vision that seemed so far away so long ago is closer and closer by the day because I'm praying out my destiny by praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 18, 4 says the words of a man's mouth are as deep waters and the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. There it is again in the scripture. Words and flowing water. We've been talking about it for two sessions now. For this third session, we're talking about how living water is moving water. And it's often associated with words. In fact, I know for a fact that's what Jesus was talking about when he said, Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. He's talking about praying and singing in tongues. He quoted Isaiah 58, 11. I'm not going to read it to you, but basically Isaiah 58, 10 and 11 says, If you pour out of your soul to the hungry and the needy, you'll be like a watered garden. I will guide you continually in all the affairs of your life. You'll be like a spring whose waters never fail. That's what Jesus was quoting when he said, As the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Notice it said, I will guide thee continually. Look it up. Isaiah 58, 10 and 11. Amen. You can get guidance that you need to live your life by praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in tongues, we're still on number four now, increases your sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, to the realm of the Spirit. It raises your antenna so you can hear the frequency of God. Whether you realize it or not, this room is bathed with radiation right now. Electromagnetic radiation is filling this room right now. There are radio waves and television waves. And if you had the right kind of receiver... You could hear those words and you could see those images. I'm telling you by the Spirit, there is a receiver on the inside of you which is able to hear the voice of God and see the images that He sends to you by the Spirit. All you have to do is tune to the right frequency, the right wavelength. Amen? Hallelujah. And then John 16, 13 talks about you can get to a place in the Holy Spirit... Where he will guide you into all truth and show you things to come for your life. Show you what's around the corner for your life in ministry. Show you the next step that he has for you so that you can reach that vision that he showed you years ago. You can become the man he called you to be and reach the people he called you to reach. All right, finally, praying in tongues empowers you to pray perfect prayers of intercession in the spirit. Anybody in here besides me want to pray perfect prayers? Anybody aware when you pray prayers out of your mind that you miss it a lot? And you hem and you haw and you hit it and you miss it? There's a better way to pray. These days, I don't even start praying in English till I've spent at least five or ten minutes praying in the Holy Ghost. Because I want my prayers in my known language, in my mother tongue, to come from my spirit and not from my head. It's possible to pray what I call spirit-led prayers. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. First Corinthians 14, 14. I'm going to read it to you in the Amplified. Paul says, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays, but my mind is unproductive. It bears no fruit and it helps nobody. Did you know when you pray in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of God hooks up with your spirit and helps you pray right on target? Exactly what you need, when you need it. 
how you need it, in the form that you need it. Perfect prayers of intercession. So when you pray in the Holy Ghost, let the Holy Spirit of God hook up with your spirit and pray those perfect prayers of intercession out of your spirit and get the mind out of the way. Well, I don't know what I'm praying. It bothers me. Why does it bother you? Because for years, for decades, for millennia, for mankind, the intellect has been king. And we can't stand it when we don't know what's going on. And God's just asking us to humble ourselves and let the Spirit of God pray through us and get the mind out of the way. It is a limiting factor. Would you agree with me? There are times in your life, and I've had this happen many times. I know you guys have too. When you get to the place where there's so many things swirling around you, coming at you from all sides, if you were to pray, you don't even know how to start or where to begin. Anybody else ever been there besides me? That's the time when you got to pray in the Holy Ghost. You got to break through in the spirit. And if there's any prayers coming out in your mother tongue, they need to come after spending a lot of time praying in tongues, praying in the spirit. Amen. That way your prayers are targeted, focused and much more effective. Amen. Romans eight twenty six. Likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities. That word there also is referring to weaknesses and sicknesses. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now listen, this other scripture, we often pull it out of context, and we know that all things work together for good to them that that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. I submit to you, you cannot claim that scripture unless you're a tongue talker. Because in context, it is saying when you pray in the Holy Ghost and pray out that perfect intercession coming from your spirit, when the Holy Ghost hooks up with your spirit and you pray like that, the Father God searches the hearts, knows the mind of the spirit, knows exactly what you need to pray, when you need to pray it for yourself, for your loved ones, for your fellow saints all over the world, all over the nation, whatever the case may be. And then we know... That all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. You want all things to work together for your good? Pray in the spirit as often as you can, as long as you can. So, in conclusion, don't listen to the naysayers and the religious folks who say that tongues is just gibberish. Or that it passed away. Or that, God forbid, it's of the devil. Because truth be told... They're the ones who are aiding and abetting the devil who's trying his level best to keep the truth from transforming the body of Christ into the glorious church that it was intended to be. Amen. The truth concerning tongues. Now, when I hear people say tongues of the devil, I just laugh. Why? Because I've seen devils flying through the air with their ears stopped up with their hands, shrieking in terror because I was praying in tongues. I've seen it. So when people say tongues is of the devil, I'm like, saying that tongues is of the devil is of the devil. I know better. This particular incident, I began to pray in tongues. They would stop up their ears with their hands and they would shriek. I can't even reproduce the sound. It was so horrifying. They would shriek with terror. When I stopped praying in tongues, they pulled their hands off their ears and they stopped shrieking. But every time I prayed in tongues... They were thrown into confusion and absolute abject terror. 
And the Lord allowed me to see that because he wanted me to know the value of praying in tongues. It's a mighty weapon. Don't leave it laying on the floor. Don't leave that sword in the sheath. Paul said in Ephesians, pray with all supplication and perseverance at all times in the spirit. He's talking about praying in tongues. Hallelujah. You know, you put on all that armor of God that Ephesians chapter 6 talks about. And the purpose of that armor is to prepare you to pray in tongues. It says you pray with the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That word there, word, is the word rhema. It means the spoken word, the voice of God. When you pray in tongues, you're praying with the voice of God. And it's a sword. Let the enemy feel the point of that sword. In the name of Jesus. Some of you, I know I've blown your mind. But you know what? Every once in a while, minds need to be blown. So God could put his spirit in. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Seriously, don't be deterred. You know the truth now. Pray in tongues as often as you can and as long as you can. And you'll benefit your entire being, spirit, soul, and body. And pray marvelous prayers of intercession for yourselves, for your fellow saints. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message on Five Benefits of Speaking in Tongues. If you would like to learn more about Faith Life Fellowship and access more of Dr. Forrest's teachings, you can visit our website at gofaithlife.com. Also, visit and like our Facebook page at Faith Life Wilmington. We believe in God the Father. We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in the Holy Spirit. And He's given us new life. We believe in the crucifixion. We believe that He conquered death. We believe in the resurrection. And He's coming back again. We believe.